Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Try and Test It today. If you are not familiar with this podcast yet, this is a relationship and dating podcast where I talk about millennial dating. Um, I give advice. I share stories. I interview guests, and we talk about everything relationship-related. So today I have my dear sis on with me and um, Sis Effendi. Hi, Effendi. Hi, Sis Tracy. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? So tell them a little bit about yourself before we get started. Oh, yes, of course. So I just want to start off by saying thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. My name is Effendi. I'm 23. Just a, a few things about myself. I'm passionate. I love Jesus. And yeah, I'm ex- I think I, I guess I love talking, so I'm excited to be here on this talk show today. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, so, without further ado, um, the topic for today is my first love, and my is for everybody, like not just me, but my first love. So, um, first and foremost, the definition of love, according to the Urban Dictionary, is the act of caring and giving to someone else and having someone else's best interest at heart and well-being as a priority in your life. So, Ms. Fendi, what is your definition of love before we talk about our first love? Hmm, that's a pretty good definition there. It basically explains it all. To me, I would say love is selfless, and it's a choice. I say choice because when you got time in with somebody, maybe every day you might wake up, you might not feel like loving that person, but it's a choice because you choose to do it anyway. Okay. Okay. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. All right. So describe to us your first love and what was that like, like that excitement, that whatever you felt, what was your first love like? (laughs) So this, this story, (laughs) this story makes me laugh. Um, my first love, the first thing that I remember is him just being older than me. You know, girls, we love men that's older. Um, So I guess that was the most exciting part, just feeling like he was somebody that I can learn from. Um, Yeah, just being excited that he was older. It was kind of, it was like an adrenaline rush, too, because I met him through my adopted family. So just the, just kind of thinking about, Okay, okay. All right. Well, um, I would say, like, for me, my first love was a whirlwind experience. Um, I think, funny enough, I'm, like, a late bloomer. I think my first love, I was, like, 21 or 22. Like, yeah, I don't remember how old I was, but I was younger. And I just felt like I really wanted to be in a relationship so bad. Like, I had never been in one. And I just, I don't know, I just wanted to feel what everybody was talking about. But I feel like it was definitely like an adrenaline rush. It was definitely a lot of crazy Mm -hmm. moments. I feel like it wasn't even, when I look back now, it really wasn't love. I was just dumb as all can be like. But I definitely (laughs) remember that experience. There's something that sticks out in my mind. So, with your first love, like, what kind of things were you doing for this person? Like, how did you know that you were in love? Um, Pretty much like you said, I think it was just that adrenaline rush. Now that I look back, it really wasn't love. It was kind of just comfortability and just becoming familiar with someone that you're always around. So you kind of yeah. just, it's like, oh, I don't know how to be alone. Let me just be with this person. So that's how that relationship kind of came about because he was, like, always around the family, always coming Mm -hmm. around. 
And the funny thing is we didn't even like each other at first. Like, literally, as people, we didn't like each other. We were easily annoyed by each other. But (laughs) you could be be around somebody so long, and then now your mind is telling you that maybe this is the one, and whole time it's not love. Oh, no, I definitely agree with that. And that's that's really interesting because I feel like oftentimes that is what it is. Like, you're definitely – you're comfortable with somebody, and then it's Mm kind of like you just kind of just decide to be together. And then right. it's, like, because they are always there. But um, I would say, like, with my first love experience, I felt like I was always there. I don't know if I was, like, a, a borderline stalker or what, but it's just, like, your friends became my friends. I always wanted to be around. Like, wherever you're going, I want to go to. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> it's like, you just, just want to be around that person. And you was, like, you kind of waiting around like a lap dog. And it's, like, whoa. Um, that's it's just all not, about them uh, at this point. Yes, yeah, that's that, like it's actually, crazy. Yeah, sorry to go ahead. That actually. Oh no, no, go ahead. It actually answers your question of what were you doing for this person. It makes me think of like I literally put him before my family. So mind you, I met him through my family, and then I began mm-hmm. to put him before my family. So I would do crazy things like probably call out of work to go see this guy. I remember one time I got into it with my mom and my sister, and I was about to move out of my whole house to something that I thought was love. Man, the crazy Girl. thing he did. <laughs> No, it's true. Like, it is so true. I remember, um, so my next question, actually, I'm going to go back to what you're saying was, did they love you back, right? So before we answer that question, though, I'm going to go back. I remember, like, I think he lived in, like, um, Hackensack area, and I lived in Woodbridge area. So if you guys are familiar Mm -hmm. with New Jersey, it's, like, Central Jersey and North Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. And so I remember, like, one day, I think, I don't know if he got in a car accident or what happened, but, like, I called out of work when I found out. I drove all the way to the hospital, and, like, when I got there, he didn't even care. Like, he was just, he looked like he was kind of annoyed that I was there, (laughs) like, waiting for me to leave. So, girl, so it's kind of like the question I was going to ask is they love you back. And I'm like, at the time, it's like I didn't know what love was, and I didn't know what to expect and what to do, but I just felt like, okay, well, if I love him right, then he's going to love me back. But the reality of, I don't even think this man liked me, okay? <laughs> like, I really don't think so. Um, and then some, some men, too, they, they don't know how to love people. Like, they don't have that desire. They don't care. So, they were um, never taught. Mm-hmm. Yes, it could definitely be that. But I remember that. I'm like, oh, wow, that just popped up in my mind. Like, But, yeah, that whole situation was definitely a dub. Um, so, <laughs> so at that time or whatever, like, when I asked you, like, how you felt when you were in love, like, did you kind of, like, when you look back about like at it, do you see, like, you were kind of, like, in a trance or, like, you were, like, in a fog, like, you weren't living in reality because things were happening around you, but it's, like, with, even though you knew right from wrong, it didn't apply to your relationship. Did that ever happen to you? Right. So, you know, when you, um, you think you're in love, you kind of just blinded by things that you would otherwise be paying attention to. So, yeah. and my family was warning me as well. So I would say I, it, it, it came off as if he loved me in the beginning, but in hindsight, it was just because he was lonely and he felt I, I was just there. You get what I'm saying? So you you know that saying something to do because there's nothing to do. So yeah, because when we, when we got distance and he wasn't with my family no more, and it wasn't just the comfortability of let's be together because we see each other all the time. He found another girlfriend, girl, so I guess it wasn't love oh. that whole time. 
Girl. <laughs> but that's what I feel like because we think, like, we see love in movies and we hear it in songs, but we don't really know, like, we don't really, if you don't have, like, a really good example in front of you and you don't have somebody mentoring you and coaching you when you're young, you're going to be mm-hmm. all confused. But you're definitely right as far as, so I was going to ask you, like, did it cause issues with family members? Did it cause, did you lose friends? You know, mm-hmm. I know that happens sometimes with people in their first love. Did that it ever get that extreme or no? Not in the aspect of friends. I didn't lose friends because this relationship was, like, really exclusive to family because, again, I met okay. him through my family. So I think it became it, – it, it really tested – like, it, it goes back to the title of your your relationship podcast title, which is Tried and Tested. So it tested uh-huh. the relationship of my sister and I because this was – I'm adopted, right? So this was her cousin. And I guess it was, like, really uncomfortable for her. And our main thing was, well, we're not blood. But it it really did get to a point of either it was my family or him. And I thank God that that relationship ended, that we got distant, and I chose my my family at the end of the day. Because, like we said, it turned out that he really wasn't in love. So I'm over here blinded. You know Eve, love is blind. I would have gave up my family (laughs) for a whole, you know. Yeah. Well, why do you think that people get so caught up when it comes to situations like this? Like, especially the first love, I feel like for some people, like, that's the worst. You know, that's the, like, the hardest one. Why do you think that people get caught up in that type of situation and are so lost and kind of can can damage other relationships? Hmm. It goes back to what we said. Like, you growing up, maybe you didn't have your father. Maybe you didn't have an example. Because I know now, like, at church with my pastor and my first lady as an example, my first example of a marriage and what love is and how to communicate, that changed my outlook a lot on how to approach relationships or what real love is. So I think before, like, just not having an example, not having your parents sit you down and tell you, like, this is love, or seeing your father or your mother in a house, like, growing up in a two-parent home and actually seeing them love each other. So when you... um. I feel like when you don't have those examples, you kind of get and jump into anything, and then you kind of okay. just figuring out your way down the road. Like, oh, I guess this is love. You get me? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, okay, during the time that you were in this experience, what kind of person did you see him as? And now that you're no longer in it, what kind of person do you know him to be? Hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was in it. <laughs> When I was in a relationship, I, I saw him as a person that just needed help, just needed somebody to be there for him, and then, mm. like, he would get his life together. All he needed was just the support because, in hindsight, that's what, he, <laughs> that's what he made it seem like. He said, oh, I don't got nobody. You know the sob stories. Yeah. And now that I'm out of it, it was just manipulation, you know? So just something Yeah, to do yeah. Was, yeah, you know, so. No, <laughs> no I... <laughs> yeah, I definitely no, I definitely agree because I feel like oftentimes and I'm gonna have a topic about this because I feel like younger women end up with older men, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's like you trying to save somebody and you don't need to be. Like, you know, you're like, Oh, I feel so bad for him. If only he could get yeah. he could get it together, you know, and because you help them so much you don't wanna leave them alone. But I feel like this boy, this man, whatever it was that I was dating, it's like mm-hmm. it's been I think it's been over a decade. Oh, my gosh, I'm old, y'all. It's been, like, I think it's been almost a decade or over a decade. 
But it's like when I ever, like, run into him or if I happen to pass by a profile on social media, I'm like, bruh, like, with all the help I tried to give you and with all the resources and everything that I did for you, you are still the same person. So I was like, wow, "Wow." like, if I didn't leave you alone, like, I would have ran myself into the ground, and that's what I did. Like, I think – I was eating like crazy, gaining weight, looking all types of dumb, just out and about, running after this man, chasing around, you know, looking for him and stuff. And it's just like, but they really suck the life out of you. Let me tell you something. That's exactly, imagine putting a vacuum to your stomach and somebody's just sucking the air out. Like, that's (laughs) what it was. Like, because I'm like, when I look up, I know my mom was like, she was just looking at me like, girl, what are you doing? My friends, like some of my friends, I did lose some good friends over the situation. And I also had some strained relationships because it's like, you just dumb. You stuck on dumb. (laughs) Yeah, yes, Girl, and at some point, your friends just be like, how many times we got to tell you at this point? Yeah. And this is before, like, I was really going to, like, church and stuff. So I was like, but at that point, I'm like, well, you know, maybe um, he needs prayer. But mind you, I don't even know how to pray. (laughs) So it's like, you you, you give every excuse in the book for these people. And I was like, yo, love, I mean, I don't do drugs, but they say love is a drug. And I was just yeah. like, look, I don't, I don't know what this was, but it was like I had never been so, like, just lost in my life. And I feel like that's what it is, too. I think it's a process of you're finding yourself. You're trying to find, mm-hmm. you know, yourself as an adult. You're finding yourself mm-hmm. in a relationship. You're finding yourself trying to not be – because I was always a girl, like, I don't want to be a gold digger. I don't want to be somebody that, you know, like, I thought I didn't have to find a man with himself already together and we could do it yeah. together. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, girl. So that was definitely um, a crazy situation. So when you broke it off, like, what did that feel like when you actually were able or whenever he got a new girlfriend or whatever? Like, what like, what did that feel like when you finally were able to kind of break free? Girl. So breaking it <laughs> off at first heard it because, of course, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Um. Listen, so like, what was that God, experience God knew like? what he was doing, so he knew God knew that I probably wasn't going to be breaking it off anytime soon because I was still stuck on stupid of, you know, I can help this guy. Or at first, you know, the long distance was working. When he wasn't staying with my family and I anymore okay. and he moved, okay. he would still come and meet me and catch the bus all the way with me to work. So these are the things that you blinded by, like, oh, well, he's doing this. So Yeah, he he's showing some me. type of effort. Right. Yes, so they try to keep so you on a line. Yeah, yeah, and all and all in all, you getting into a whole new relationship. But yeah, when it, when we broke it off, it hurt it at first because mm-hmm. of course I had invested so much energy. I came into this relationship as a half, didn't know who I was. Mind you, I'm young; he's older than me. My identity yeah. is in this guy. Yeah, yeah. And um, I basically found out because you know this guy was um, he gonna have this girl call me and tell me that they're together instead of him telling me myself embarrassing <laughs> but that was nice to him wasn't it no what i'm in a relationship <laughs> with you not her i'm saying but a lot of people don't even tell anybody like they don't send anybody to tell they just don't tell they'll literally be with you until you know kingdom come 
Oh wow! So what did you? Say I mean, I guess it was you? good to know. Yeah, you're right because I would it would have sucked to be in a relationship for years and you did, later down the line you found out oh he got somebody else pregnant or something like that. Well, he been in this whole other relationship while he with you. So it, yes, it was yeah. good to know. It was good to know though, so that we could part ways. But it did hurt because I did want him to tell me instead of her, and then it was still just like. You know, I was about to leave my family for you. Yes, you yes. Go and be with somebody else. <laughs> no, I definitely feel you. I remember, like, I, when that uh, first breakup, when I experienced that, like, I think, like, we had broke up before, but this was, like, the real deal. Like, I think I had hit rock bottom. You know, I was still living at home then, so I had checked into a hotel. And I can't remember what I did. I think, like, I, I remember, like, I was at his house, and I had looked at his phone, and I saw that once again he was cheating, and he was in the shower. I think mm. I was gonna take him to work, and I literally just left. I just got up and left, and I just that wow. was it. <laughs> like yeah, I was I, I went I went back home. I was just, I couldn't do it anymore, and I knew I was a smart girl, but I was just like I don't know what it is about this this trifling low life bummy <laughs> ashy dirty basic man, but you know <laughs> things happen so, in the basement. <sighs> Oh, my goodness. So um, do you think that these men know, like, okay, this girl is so in love with me and she'll do anything for me, and so I'm just going to use her. I'm just going to, like, run her down. Like, do you think they actually know that? Or what do you think the thought process is from a man's point of view? Obviously, you're not a man, but what do you think that conversation is in their mind? Like, oh, she dumb or she young or, like, what do you think? Um. Just like we know right from wrong and females that have played men before and acted like they've liked them just for their money or for whatever they needed them for is the same way. Men know exactly what they're doing. And I don't know, like, if you've ever had friendships with men, but I was one of those, like, girls that First Lady talks about or Pastor talks about if she hang around too many guys, talking about she can't. I was one of those growing up, acting like I couldn't be around no female. So just hearing a lot of males' perspectives on men know exactly what they're doing, but they just play mm-hmm. along and they do what only you will allow. Of course they know. And sometimes, okay, they genuinely do care but because, they be, because they're young or because they're immature, because they never had a, a man sit down and rebuke them and guide them, they think that these things are okay. So they're aware, but they just think that they're going to get away with it. Yes, yes. So I definitely agree. And, they, like, so did the guy, I know, obviously I know you said he called you um, or the lady called you or whatever, um, but did he ever try to come back after the fact or no? I mean, the, the the funny thing is, yes, he did, and I feel like most okay. men do. Like, yeah, always yes. go like they try, they cheat on you, but they're always trying to come back. Um, yeah. So yeah, actually, they ended up having like their own relationship problems in their own relationship, and he will always call to check up and say how I was a good girlfriend and how he wished it would have worked out. And I just used to be like, yeah, you know, go, go work that out. Exactly, go work that out. Oh my goodness! You're right. I feel like when if I don't know if this happens to all women, but I feel like the people that I know are definitely good women, and I feel like the men do try to come back. And I feel like mm-hmm. with this person, because I was dealing with somebody who was borderline illiterate, um, it's like, <laughs> and we all live in a small community. Because I didn't want to take him back, he was in a position where he felt like, well, I'm gonna run every man off that try to talk to her, and I'm gonna spread lies and tell rumors and all of that. And I'm like, you know. <laughs> These dudes are really interesting, but you know what? I I guess we all learn something from our. 
yes, definitely a cornball, and I'll be seeing him to this day sometimes, and I'll be like, boy, bye. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that kind of wraps up, like, what questions I had for um, my first love. And I'm sure the listeners um, that are listening, some of them maybe haven't experienced their first love, and some of them may have. Um, but before mm-hmm. we go, do you have any last words to say to anyone or to me about this topic, something that you learned, something that you, you know, some advice you want to give? So I actually learned a lot. I guess I learned that we all have, like, our own different experiences and our own outlooks on, like, growing up and how we saw love. And we it's a great thing that we can look back and actually laugh. And um, <clears throat> my advice would just be to, you know, before you jump into anything, just don't make love, like being with someone, your identity, go into a relationship as a whole person. Make sure you have yeah. mentors and leaders in your life that are showing you, like, great examples of how to be in a relationship with somebody else, and that's pretty much it. Yes, honey. No, I love that. Okay. And, um, <laughs> okay, so if people want to get in contact with you, if they want to follow you on social media, what is your Instagram handle, or how can they get in contact with you? Yes, so you can follow me on Instagram at glorious7 underscore, so glorious. I'm pretty sure all y'all know how to spell that, the number seven (laughs) and underscore. Um, Yeah, and you can follow me on Facebook at Offendi Walker. (laughs) Okay. All right, sis. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And to my listeners, thank you so much, and adios. Until next time. Adios.